A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. Welcome everyone to The Marvelists Presents The Marvelists. I don't know why I said The Presents, but pretend I didn't. I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I can you believe it? One trillion dollars, one trillion dollars. Screw you, Avatar. Go to hell, Titanic. Avengers and what? Ladies and gentlemen, the new number one movie in terms of box office revenue is Morbius. Can you believe it? Morbius. Oh my goodness. No. And there's our first April Fool's joke because it is this recording Friday, day, yes. April 1st, 2022. You know, we're just going to get it right off the bat. Uh, I just realized that also. I think it's absolutely hilarious. This movie, Morbius, comes out the same exact week that Moon Knight drops on Disney+. Plus. Yes, the award-winning Disney+. Plus. And I think it's really funny, not because, like, oh, one's better than the other. Well, one definitely is better than the other. Take a guess which one. But the fact that... Go alphabetically and look, you'll have it. Look at the memes of everything with Moon Knight. Who does Moon Knight go after? Who is he trying to get his money from? Dracula. Yeah. When I saw that, I'm like, are you friggin' kidding me? Like, just that realization of... It's not planned, but it's like there was probably someone like just going, <laughs> Moon Knight's going to get his effing money. Big old nerd. But it's a coincidence. It's, that it's such a coincidence. Yeah, they, it is. They, they tag team each other almost. Not but, in the wrestling sense, because that's where you're going right away. No, I know. But it's just so funny to see like that, that weird little bit of coincidence that that's happening at this time. But I saw it, so you don't have to, ladies and gentlemen. I saw it, and I just <sighs> might again. Uh, oh, boy. And there we have Ladies the opposing views. <laughs> what what is the uh, the contact for help? Send help for Eddie Wilson. Eddie, blink three times if you're being held hostage. Can't he looked see down, it. so we don't know yet. Ladies, hold on. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he has looked down. Maybe we will find out. Oh, he's blinking. He's not blinking. Wait, we blinked once. We're not twice. Gonna... Three times a lady. Yes, thank you. <gasps> or I'm thinking of uh, Buckwheat's version. Commodore. Ties, feet, times, and matey. But. Wow. Yeah, I can reference Eddie uh, Eddie Murphy. I almost said Eddie Wilson. You do realize. You caught that a little bit. Eddie, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, Morbius has invaded theaters, and I'm just going to get my, my grade right out the top. If you go on my Twitter, at Peter Melnick, I had tweeted about it saying... I give it a four out of t- uh, four out of ten. Mm-hmm. Two out of ten, ladies and gentlemen. Just thinking back on it, and also watching a video recently posted by a friend of the show, Taylor Steakboy Stenhouse of the Kinoplex. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I did not care for this movie, and I'm just going to state for the record one thing: Jared Leto tries his damnedest in this movie, and that's what breaks my heart because. For the last, I want to say, seven, eight, nine, ten, one, two, six years, ladies and gentlemen, since Suicide Squad, 
was not released in theaters. It escaped into theaters. That movie came out. The man has been the butt of so many jokes on social media pertaining to that movie. Honka honka. Gangbanger Joker. Just all sorts of really messed up things making fun of his performance. And I'm going to say this. One thing that people should realize, and this is true with the Star Wars prequels, for example. There are a lot of wonderful actors out there. Jared Leto is an Academy Award winning actor for his, you know, his performance in the Dallas Buyers Club. He's a phenomenal talent. Look at Requiem for a Dream, the movie that you'll only be able to watch once because believe me, believe you me, it's a great movie. You don't want to watch it a second time. If you're the kind of person that goes, hey, you know what I feel like popping on TV today? Requiem for a Dream, you might have something wrong with you. Mm -mm. But he's a phenomenal actor and a great musician. I love 30 Seconds to Mars, one of the, like, one of my favorite bands from the 2000s. Just a great performer. He does great things. And he is not the problem in this movie. Because, like I said, going back over to the Star Wars prequels, you have so many great actors in those movies. You have Christopher Lee, the late, great Christopher Lee. And his performances in those movies are okay, but Christopher Lee could do so much better. But think about it like this. What we see on the big screen is not the final version of what those scenes are. That maybe was like take 35 or take 20 or take 10 or take 5. Ha, ha, ha. But you have all of these different takes. There might have been some great takes that we didn't get to see make it off of the cutting room floor. Instead, they're just sitting there waiting and waiting. And that was what the director deemed to be the best take. So there's a lot of great actors. Matt Smith is in this movie and Matt Smith rules. I love Matt Smith. Matt Smith is one of my favorite doctors from Doctor Who, the 11th Doctor. Just, again... Great actor. You can see him in, uh, I think it's Last Night in Soho. Phenomenal and just ominous evil son of a bitch. I love that. He did the uh, David Tennant kind of thing of, you're going to hate me and you're going to really enjoy hating me. And he did. He did a great job. But... Well, that's... part of this is what I was going to suggest then with, uh, with respect to Mr. Leto. Is it a bad cloud following him around then from, from suicide to this now that it's not going to seemingly do well? A bad do cloud well? after suicide is always a bad thing, Eddie. <sighs> I abbreviate. Excuse yeah, no, me. I know, I know. <laughs> you, well, as long as you didn't say the SS, because that's even worse. Well, that would For all I, of our World War II enthusiasts out there. No, I would have to say Minnow after that. Gilligan! Thank you. I appreciate that one. Well, it's uh, trying to uplift this yes, no. and that, that's dark the problem. conversation that, that it's going to be here, except for the, me trying well, to shed a little light. Speaking of dark, look at the lighting in this movie. Well, but, it's appropriate <laughs> for the most part. Oh, I like being able to not make out what I'm seeing in a movie screen. Um, I'm sorry. Like, that was the entire time. I could barely, one, barely tell. And like it, it was on par with the Snyder stuff, where it's just like, I have no idea what I'm watching. And it's... It reminded me also of Venom, and I feel like these movies, they need a bit more quality control. They need a Kevin Feige in a position, and Kevin's just like, yeah, no, I, my hands are clean from this thing. And I get that. I completely get it. But, again, you, you're mentioning a dark cloud following Jared Leto. I can see that in terms of these kind of movies, because everyone immediately wants to be like, no, he sucks, he sucks. Evidently he doesn't suck, because the man has an Oscar. Mm -hmm. You know, poo-poo all you want about Nicolas Cage, everyone's favorite overactor, but he's got Oscars. He has phenomenal roles. Personally, underrated uh, Nicolas Cage movie, The Weatherman. Weatherman is a fun... Uh, Weatherman and The Family Man 
are both solid roles from Nicolas Cage, and I cannot recommend them enough. And what about, did you see the preview yes, for the movie that he plays himself? Uh, I, a friend of the show, Matt Cascone, saw it, and I I definitely have to uh, give that a watch. I actually put that on my AMC reminders. I'm like, yep, remind me when tickets go on sale for this. Kind of a long title that I just totally assumed. And Pedro me. Pascal. So, you know, you got, yes. you got Mando. Why not? So it's going to be a good time. Well, I remember him from Wonder Woman 1984. You would remember him from that, not That's Mando. Right. What is your wish? A better movie. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, that movie, uh, which is, uh, for me, the worst movie is, I would have to say, actually, Wonder Woman is the worst movie out of the two, Wonder Woman or uh, Morbius. And I'm saying 84, by the way, just... Yeah, but we didn't have I, to compare I didn't that. finish Wonder Woman. I know that for a fact. That was one of those, I, I was 55 minutes in. I'm like, yep, Wonder Woman died in this movie. Never got to finish it. That, that's what I assumed happened. Mm. That's what happened when I tried to watch for five years in a row, I swear to God, Batman and Robin. <laughs> I couldn't finish it. Like... The p- I love puns, and you know you're doing something wrong when the puns are making me mad and I shut it off. <laughs> That's a sign of something really bad. Like, you really, like, you screwed the pooch on that one. By the way, I love somebody recently had a discussion, that expression, screwed the pooch. Why is that a phrase, and how did that happen? I don't know. I think I'm first hearing it now. Lucky you. Yeah. But uh, this this movie could have been so much better, and... I feel for everyone that's in there. Like, it's just like, I I went into this. You might see me on Twitter where I'm just going on saying some of my little things, you know, being my little shit-stirring self on social media. But in all honesty, I had high hopes for this because I wanted them to surprise me, make me enjoy the movie. And then the reviews are coming in. And the reviews are like... Last I saw, it was 17% rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. The lower the number, the worse it is. Mm-hmm. So seeing that 17, and then some people in various groups on Facebook were like, oh, well, they say that, but you know it means they don't understand the source material. No, critics' jobs are an informed film critic to be able to tell you, hey, this is either a good movie or a bad movie. So the people out there that go on saying, critics don't know what a good movie is, okay, what movie, Eddie, or what would you say critics said about The Godfather and The Godfather Part Two? Um, I think they would be positive. Now, what does the general public say about Godfather Parts 1 and 2? Same thing, right? Most likely. Wait a minute, Eddie. I thought the critics were wrong. <laughs> Citizen Kane, worst movie ever made because the critics liked it. No, no. Charles Foster Kane in Xanadu. He retired. A, he died a Floridian. But, yeah, you liked it. I didn't, but I did I'm, like I'm, it. I'm, I'm talking about Morbius, not Citizen Kane. We, help, both, we both love Citizen Kane. To help Kane. make you like this movie better, let's have some better lighting for you, at least to start off with. Okay. And a plot. Meanwhile, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think maybe this time around it was just to introduce us, the watching and viewing audience, to another character in the Marvel Universe. Not to say that it has any. And money. Real and money, yes, plot, whatever, but, you know, the big catchphrase in red letters across the billboard, a new Marvel legend arrives. And from the dozen or so... Yeah, the legend of the dog-faced woman. Oh, man. Man, oh, Manny Shevitz. I'm just <laughs> going there. From the dozen or so pages of info that I printed, Morbius has been around a long time and been in a lot of things, yeah. and so this... Could be like a almost, I don't want to say no-brainer, but cross into a different aspect of what Marvel has done 
whether it be you know Legion of Monsters stuff or just the horror they've thing done, in general. They've done horror before. It was New Mutants, and unfortunately, well, that quote unquote sucked. I now that it. had multiple delays in terms of it getting out so as this. well. <laughs> this so there's a common thread there, but that might be where it stops, because I think now, and like I posted on my page, welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Doctor. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to stand behind this whatever the the box office take winds I up being. Want, I want to say one thing to quote Eric from We Hate Movies. It's okay to like a movie. I'm not, you know, going to be like Eddie, how dare you like something that connected with you? How dare your emotions? How dare you, sir? No, you'll just take puns and jabs at whatever I try to come across with in a positive I mean, vein. Just random Simpsons references like the dog-faced woman one. That was uh, a good one. Go. I love that one. Um But you know, it's Bless their hearts, they tried. And it's not a Southern bless their heart because they they didn't do anything really. Like they did stupid stuff with this, but not entirely stupid. You know, it's not like, you know, they're, they're trying. That's the thing. But I feel like they need a um, patriarchal figure in regards to this to, you know, steer the ship in the right direction because, unfortunately, right now, they are shipwrecked. And... I want them to set sail onto a voyage, a cinematic voyage, on the the blue waters. I'm making puns about f- boats now. Not more. Have than you ever a been in a submarine, by the way? Three-hour tour, perhaps. A three-hour tour. Exactly, little buddy. Ah. And I only say it here and only once. How dare you, little buddy? How dare I? Is right. What's I'm wrong with me? Six foot one. And that's another April Fool's joke, I suppose. How All dare right. you? Boo. But bless their hearts, they tried. Bless their hearts, they tried. They tried. I mean... You get the bisexual lighting right on the title screen, by the way. (laughs) When I saw... Like, I literally look at it, and I'm just like, is the title screen bisexual lighting right now? Is the letter M bisexual now? Good for that. Proud of it. You go, M. (laughs) Definitely a different approach to to, to that. (laughs) Just just a minor aside. Bisexual lighting is where you take lighting in a movie on a character... And it's the coded element of saying this character is this by utilizing the colors pink, blue, purple, and um, like, a, like a navy kind of color. Like all those colors. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I saw that, I'm just like, no, no. Why is, I, what are you doing? But it just made me laugh when I saw that. You know, you have that in other movies like Atomic Blonde, Blade Runner 2049, stuff like that. It's a recurring thing. You look it up. There's articles about this. And they somehow did it in this for a title sequence, and I'm just like... Well, meanwhile, I'm looking at this... It's a cool-looking experience. I'm looking at this letter M, and I'm like, oh, it's a purpley, kind of purpley-pink shade, and it kind of fangs out at the bottom of the M, so there's yeah. a vampirish tie, tie-in, not a vampirella-ish thing. So, okay, different approach. Even the spirographic, spirogyra-type effects with the ending credits of the movie. I don't know movie. why spirogyra is always one of my favorite things to hear someone say. It just makes me laugh. Spirographic, because I had something like that uh, growing up as a kid. One of those little things you could uh, do, just like well, the now, light just like the light bright or now, the barrel of monkeys. Now I need to find the line from The Simpsons about that. Spirographic. Well, of course oh, it's such right. a great line. But one of my first, and there's two indicators, and you're probably going to get upset with this, but that's okay. Or just be like, what is that opening sequence of the helicopter landing in Costa Rica? And I thought right away, to the Batcave! Because, wow, whether it's CGI or real or whatever, I'll tell you what, not Moon Knight, but I think Morbius could be Marvel's Batman. Did you? With, with all of the... 
with all the bats going on. And if you think that's bat crazy, I'll tell you what, it probably is. Listen up. It's Crazy Eddie's greatest stereo sale ever. Get anything and everything in stereo equipment. Get it all now during Crazy Eddie's greatest stereo sale ever. Crazy Eddie, his prices are insane. There you go. So for years I've wanted to do a, a video where Eddie promotes the show, and it's, he's called Mentally Rational Eddie, and he talks about the Marvelous just going, ladies and gentlemen, you have to check out our podcast. Our podcast is pretty good. Anyway. Did, Find your line. But Eddie. Did you know there's a direct correlation between the decline of Spirograph and the rise in gang activity? Think about it. Do you I will, have, right? Do I? I'm no. I Good. really don't want to. I don't think you will. I don't see that. Okay, fine. So from Costa Rica to New York City, we go and uh, we see we get to know how accomplished and esteemed and perhaps respected, of course, uh, Doctor Michael Morbius is. But he's got this affliction and so on, and I. I, we see how he's got this situation where he has to be on two canes. Who wouldn't want to get better and try whatever means necessary to cure himself? So, but it's it's, it's a setup for a typical story of of a, a tragedy where there is some good that comes about, but it comes at a price. Tragedy. Da, 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 da. That is a horrible Bee Gees. You take that back. That's a good good song. You gotta you know pitch it up there. Tragedy. That's a little better. Thank you. We'll work on it off the uh, mic here. What, just kick me in the balls? No. I value my appendage. No, you kick me in the balls is the joke, Eddie. No. Okay, no, thank you. I, I, my, I value where my foot goes. How dare you, sir? That's exactly right. This show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash themarvelists. And on the $3 tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. $5 tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage, where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues, one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And two, you haven't read that? A show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice. Or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support. What I also want to put, point out, and I think it's in a positive vein, oh, that's a pun there, is how for the type of movie that it is, vampire and you figure blood and everything like that, not... Um, Gross Point usage of blood. Not like, it's a okay, we, we have to have puddles of blood here. We have to have because, you know, life is draining from a person's body. Well, maybe the corn syrup is expensive no, and the food coloring. No, instead he's but, drinking blood out of the blood packets like it's, a, yes. like it's a Capri Sun. He just came back from a soccer game and mom, you know. Get him a him juice his, pack. Yeah, juice box. I prefer the I prefer the uh, the purple stuff myself. Yeah, or the clear is whatever, no, no, he, the whatever he had The there. purple stuff is the way to go. I mean, you know, I Sunny D, that, sure, but. Without being overly bloody in that sense, I think that was a neat way to go, and made it and it was noticeable enough to me, to, and that kind of thing. Um, and now, you know, like you mentioned about critics before, I assume they either do a little research, like you said, before seeing a film, so they can give some opinion, whatever it might be, good, bad, or otherwise. But to another degree, you go into it, a critic or otherwise. All right, so tell me the story. Get me to know what this is about. Make me to understand what it what it could be. So the the ones who are hyped on the other side of the coin saying, "Oh no, you're you know, 
the source material, you don't know, well, how much backstory do you have to know to get into a movie that you haven't seen for the first time? So there's got to be a little give and take there. I was lucky enough yesterday to read a little bit backstory and had noticed what I'm going to call a little Easter egg of a character, I believe, called Empathoid that I believe I saw written in graffiti in print on a in a back shot, maybe in a subway scene to that effect, that does show up as a character in, you know, in the comic series. And I really can't tell you much about that version of it, but that was one little uh, thing. He, he needed the hand suckers, ladies and gentlemen. Morbius needed the hand suckers like he had in the animated series. There you go. And he's been in an animated series also. Although, so to quote Matt Dunford over on... Uh, the uh, San Diego Comic Fest. People, I've been telling you for almost 30 years that Morbius sucks. All you have to do is look at his hand suckers. Yeah, quite literally. Yes. So, that's so ladies and gentlemen, story. both Eddie Wilson and myself agree, although on different wavelengths, Morbius sucks. True debt. Wow, a little agree type stuff. Agreeing but- in a way. In theory. In theory, communism works. In theory. Ah... <laughs> Stuff like this, though, will be definitely gotten into more. And as I was reading the information that I had, I said, this is the stuff that uh, fellow podcasters of a stark contrast do, where they compare and contrast the differences between the cinematic versus the comic book character. And Morbius, I'm positive, a positive, will be your blood type, will be covered in the I'm near just going to leave episode. unless a typo negative for a little while. Hey, whatever yeah, good, works. Good band. Yeah. R.I.P. Pete Steele. You know, I was listening to his Santana medley from Typo Negative the day I found out he died, like, literally minutes before. Santana medley? Yeah, they did a Santana medley covering their stuff. And it was like, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, wow. And then I go on uh, MySpace back in the day. I'm like, R.I.P. Pete Steele. And I'm like, no. It was weird. It was like a really weird kind of thing, because I hadn't listened to Typo Negative that much during that time frame either. So it just randomly popped up. Now. So my iTunes killed uh, Pete Steele. What what you also though had said regarding this car- this movie and what was not included in it were most quality all references to quality the character that Morbius has come into contact with the most in his comic book history, and I'm not talking about the magazine black and white vampire tales, and not really adventure into fear, but our own web crawling weirdo, the Amazing Spider-Man, first appearance, Amazing 101 and 102. And from there, you know, several encounters and stuff, even thought that perhaps getting some of Pete, Pete Spidey's radioactive blood would cure him. And in, in some respect, it did temporarily help with that or at least reduce the, the hunger type of stuff. But the only references that we saw, I think, were two instances of looking at a newspaper headline because now we have Dr. Michael Morbius being on the run or hunted for murder, which in all cases was not him. But there... On the top of the newspaper, Daily Bugle. And when we get to, and a little twist, I think a little trick that the producers did with respect to the end credits. Well, we got a after movie credit scene not too far into the credits, and then one shortly thereafter. Might have not even even been mid midway through. But if you watched and waited till the end, nothing. Just the end of the film. So I'm like, oh, they did their credits, but did them sooner in the movie. So there and, were end credits, but mid-credits, but t- called end credits. If that makes sense. Not really. Just in, in a different place instead of traditionally that's like Marvel's done at the very end. That's why during a movie, during the credits, I quickly go, 
are there mid credits or end credits? And then I click that, read it, and then I stay, and then I leave. Because I know for the Batman, there was literally... A line text. for the bathroom, yes. Yeah, yeah text <laughs> on a screen. And I'm just like, oh, well, I'll see that on HBO Max. Time to go. And I mean that in a couple ways. That's why you go to the bathroom before. Yeah, well, when you had a three-hour movie, that could be a little challenging to some. You could still do it before. Yes, exactly. I know my, that. My mother's 67, and she does it beforehand. Two recordings, you have to say the woman's age. Well, I have to, because For goodness sake. Well, what am I going to do? My, my mother, and then they're like, ah. Oh, my mother, the car. His 23-year-old mother? My, She's a time traveler? I'm Norman Bates, my mother. Yeah, okay. Whomever. Yep. My mother, the whomever. Mr. Mom. That's right. Michael Keaton in the end credits. The Vulture. How did Adrian Toomes. How did they screw him up in this movie? Good Lord. In the very beginning of the first end credit, the- Oh, dark, I'm not talking that screwed up. <laughs> no, the dark sky is crackling, and I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's breaking up, and I'm thinking, oh, multiverse. That's that's an effect I think I associate with that. And Adrian Toomes is dropped into- Eddie tracing the, the unoccupied thing with his cell. finger is one of the most entertaining things to watch. because Gosh darn, better believe it, you, imagine, you, you Melnick. Imagine glowing at the end of the finger. Do it again. That's- <sighs> E- W, not E T E W. Next time I see you, I'm buying you Reese's Pieces. You dare? Yeah, I will. I'll buy them. Reese's Pieces are delicious. You want you want one of the Reese's peanut butter cups with the Reese's Pieces in it? Even though it seems redundant. Yeah, after Easter. Thank you very much. No, I'll just get a regular one. So how about them the Yankees? W- the would be team up of Vulture and Morbius. Where you, you know, say, it didn't sound like him in the mask. It's, well, okay, sa- he got a little older and he came no, from another dimension. Well, he literally sounded like him when it was him without a mask on, but also it just sounded like bad ADR. Like, literally, the that was a post, you know, whatever scene. Hey, let's redub the lines. And it's like, oh, cool. Maybe, but I maintain he did sound different in the two scenes where you just saw him in his, whatever, prison jumpsuit uh, garb. Speaking, and, then, and then in costume when he flew in from, you know, with the mask on and... But Speaking of prison, by the way, my favorite thing in the whole movie was watching the movie and all of a sudden Jared Leto is just randomly in a prison outfit. Now, just randomly was because my version of the movie was someone fell asleep in the middle of the theater for about five minutes and woke up in the middle of the theater because let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, AMC makes phenomenal seating. And when you go into those seats, you recline back a little bit. You're watching the movie on the big old screen, and you're just like, um, I am a little tuckered out. And I'm watching the movie, and I'm just like, wow, he's in a prison jumpsuit. Why? Oh, I, I don't care. But I loved the seats is what I'm getting at, ladies and gentlemen. Go support yes, AMC. Go to your local movies. Welcome back to the movies, ladies and gentlemen. Like Nicole Kidman. Oh, I hate that ad every single time. <laughs> you know, like, so... This is going to be, if you go to AMC theaters, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But the one thing that I used to not stand was, remember when it's the, uh, ladies and gentlemen, turn off your phones and this and that? Yeah, and then you see the movie, but then you have this. We have that, but then we have the the whole support the movies. And by the way, I love that they're still using the AMC uh, 1920 to 2020. And I'm like, cool, I want to be reminded of 2020 yet again. (laughs) But every single time I see that, the whole welcome to the movies thing. And you see the people sitting in their chairs. They're putting their soda down in the cup holder. And there's that one guy. Nobody's giving out a glass, by the oh, way. No, it depends on the location. Prices oh, I don't, not in the, our area anyway. The funniest thing is that I'm going to go on a tirade about that in a second. But 
<laughs> but the thing that makes me laugh is there's one guy who's eating popcorn. He's like, he's looking super intense. He's like, oh my God. He used to throw the popcorn in his own face because it scared him. Yep. And it always annoyed me. And then they changed it. And it's now just back to him going, doing that and just cutting to him, you know. Oh, so you don't have him. You don't have him like ruin. Well, you don't we have don't him, want him to. We don't want people to be encouraged to uh, spill the popcorn in the theater. They do it by Realistically, themselves. that might genuinely be the reason why people cut that out. Because it's. First thing I thought of. Yep. Yeah. So, but it just makes me laugh. And when the movie is, uh, when there was that year shutdown, by the way, in the AMC A-list group on Reddit, somebody photoshopped the shot of uh, Peter sitting in on the uh, city uh, roof looking at that painting of Tony Stark and they photoshopped the guy eating popcorn into there. Oh my. I miss him. I bet you do, little fella. By the way, by us, we have uh, the AMC in the Galleria in Middletown, New York, the Crystal Run 24 or whatever it's called. 16. That that too. Oh, it's an even number. But basically what ended up happening was they always have these things called the AMC Fathom events or the AMC events or whatever. We never get any of the good one. It's just the movies, and that's it. And it's like, you know, I would love to be able to go see Rift Tracks live or go to see a wrestling pay-per-view on the big screen. Oh, where's the nearest one? Rockaway, New Jersey? Oh, wonderful. I can't go. Or it's Wayne, New Jersey. Wayne is the one that pisses me off the most. So shout out to friend of the show, by the way, John Trumbull of the SNL Nerds podcast, because you get to go to all the cool things like the Batman 20th anniversary. 30th anniversary screening. That was a hell of a thing. I wish I could have went to, but you went to. Love you, John. But sorry, I sorry about that, Wayne. Oh my God, like it pisses me off. No fathom events for our local area, Evidently. the Hudson Valley. Yeah, but I've traveled a couple of times, whether it be Rockland County, so that's like an hour or so away, or somewhere in Pennsylvania. That former coworker and friend of the show and former guest Trey Stone. What other titles do you want to give him? Dragged me to uh, the 40th, I think, of Jaws to see that. 40th. It was a Fathom event. He was yeah. the Intercontinental Champion. Trey, Trey's done everything, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but And it's funny because like, I would love to see, you know, what's this year? 20th anniversary of Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I want to see that on the big screen again. Avi Arad, you know, you're Avi Arad and uh, uh, Pascal, what's her name? Uh, Amy Pascal, you guys are doing all these different things. Why don't you do a 20th anniversary screening next month? Hello? It's free money for you guys. Well, even if it's not next month sometime this year, how about that? Yeah. No, because, you know. And that- he's got the, the name, the Aviarod, the AA, like the whole palindrome thing of all the characters, Green Goblin and Michael Morbius and Peter Parker. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. Avi Arad is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> I love Eddie's talking with his hands. I could barely, I barely like, look down. I'm just, I could still see it. But Yeah, because it's going to get closer, too, if you just, you know. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, why don't they do that? You know, like, <laughs> and the funniest thing is this. That and X-Men and Blade, or, and by the way, Blade could totally kick Morbius's ass, but I digress. Uh, all these things. Do a 20th anniversary, man. Or are you going to, like, wait okay, two well, years? Or are we going to wait two years and do uh, for Spider-Man 2 instead, even though one is like the game changer or will we get across the spider verse first god i can't wait for that i knew you were gonna that say was my that. favorite part of the whole showing that's that right night. can spider-man come out mm-hmm all right gwen and then you see him fighting uh spider-man 2099 yeah oh i'm looking at him like he was uh but the end of i think into the spider verse right and you know who voices him? no oscar isaac whoa way to go oscar so he's Moon Knight and Spider-Man, 2099. Mm-hmm. And Poe. 
That is a Marvel character. Poe Dameron, yeah. He is a Marvel character, technically. Well, with all the Star Wars comic books that are out there, hey. In theory. In theory. I don't know. They're out there. I just don't own any of them. Well, except for the original run, but that's, oh, you that's fine. Oh, you should have owned the 2015 run. It's pretty good. No. Yeah, they're good. You're missing out on good stuff. Yes, I am. You are. Tune in for our other episode if you haven't read that, and well, all of a sudden Eddie's reading Star Wars comic books. Nope, you're reading it. Well, we, well, we could do that. Be better, be a nice diversion from any all the DC stuff we're piling up. Yeah, but, you know. but the DC stuff is stuff you really should have read. Uh huh. See, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying my damnedest to not talk about Morbius. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> so I went grocery shopping the other day. I and... was waiting for the well. That's going to wrap this up part. And so I think it's going to wrap this one up. We're pretty much there, I think. Ooh, someone on the I am ugly or am am I ugly subreddit goes. I'm insecure most of the time. I really want to know if I'm unattractive. Let's see if they are. Wow. No. Not to be edited good out, looking, I suppose. Good-looking human being. Oh. Right? Yeah. 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 Side profile. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Now I'm Jay Leno. I'm going to steal a job from somebody. Anyway, Morbius. I enjoyed it. I really did. Three and a half out of five. Let's go there. One and a half out of five. You are really... Okay. Yeah, because it sucked. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. I, I just, again, I feel for Jared Leto because he does do phenomenal work with what he does. He's he got a paycheck. Like, he's going to get more work out of this. Yeah, but when you do stink burgers like this after a while, it can end up affecting your ability to get good stuff. That affects it in the realm of film where it's just like, oh, well, they're going to do, you know, whatever. You look at, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nicolas Cage, where he's doing literally anything he can do. Or like Eric Roberts. The hardest working man in Hollywood, by the way. Is that right? I'm, I'm starring in an Eric Roberts movie right now because he <laughs> makes that many movies a year. Man, 2020 must have sucked for him. Join the club. I... No, especially for him. The hardest working man in Hollywood, Eric Roberts, is literally just sitting doing nothing probably. Well. His COVID test was a movie. Um, I can't go. I can't even. I mean, where are we going now? I don't know. Where are you going? Can you odd? Can I what? You said, can I even? Can you odd at least? Yeah, that was a trail-off type of a thing, so. Boo. Just like that. Thank you. And less than seven months till Halloween, so there's your boo. How many days, though? Seven months. Seven, let's no, call give me it the about number. Give me the number. Let's call it about 210. No, no, Eddie has to have the exact number, because that's your spoopy boy. 187, okay. Oh, no, it's Someone homicide. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, how is that a premonition for you? Eddie's going to kill me? It's getting dark in the studio now all of a sudden. No! Eddie, why are you taking flight? You're, you're seemingly drifting on your... Okay. But yeah. I... Do I recommend to even watch this movie? Make your own opinion. No. <laughs> Do not. Go to the early show. The matinee. Two for one special. Whatever. I don't even recommend watching it just out of curiosity. Because... You will believe a man can bore someone, like especially him flying at the end, which is just like, okay, he's flying on the wings of well, our love. No, that's Jeffrey Osborne. Thank you. That's the second time he flew. It was at the end. I uh, he he was ahead of the tr- subway train. He was the head of the gang, leader of the pack. There we go. That was what I was thinking of. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I just I I could not get behind this movie, and it's funny because. Even the movies where I watched them, I'm just like, eh, I really don't care. Eternals, I kind of did still care, where it made me like, I'll check out the Kieran Gillen run. I'll do this. I'll do that. 
there's a Morbius sale right now in Comixology. I don't care. And that's like that's You said like, that before we started recording, but you then twisted a little and said, Yeah, I just but I want it more I want see. more for the older ones. Well, you're still gonna go after something, I think. But realistically, it's leaning towards not buying. Whereas like other stuff, it's just like I would, you know uh, you know what, buying is irrelevant to this part of the conversation, whether you're gonna go seek out other material is what I think you said you would be doing. <sighs> yes, yes. <sighs> go into your adventure into fear or what standing naked in front of a bunch of people that I don't know? Where else? That is you... an adventure in the fear. I would not want that fear. Or vampire tales, maybe. I don't know where you said you wanted to go with that. I mean, you weren't doing the '90s run, the Midnight Suns. Oh man, the Midnight Sun stuff is corny as hell, but I love it. It's cheese. 90s I love cheese. again. I love you, '90s that's cheese. That's right. Yeah. Good thing you're not lactose intolerant. Okay. I am not lactose the intolerant. Mm-hmm. Man, remember that one interview with a comic creator where I asked them if they were lactose intolerant that did not make in the episode ladies and gentlemen that is on the cutting room floor and that is per- permanently lost media because woo wee sorry about that audio breakup just now but woo wee yeah and it was you all you it was Agatha all along and this movie was not good all along stay tuned for Doctor Strange That'll probably be good, Sam Raimi. I, I, I had goose. I had I had the Gooseys watching that trailer. I also had a, I had the Gooseys watching the Roberts Hamburgers movie trailer, which I got a kick out of seeing them. Just like I literally thought it was a Burger King commercial from the '90s, just popping up for no reason. I'm like, oh, 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 oh Roberts Hamburgers the movie, Bob's Burgers. I yeah, call it, I call it Roberts Hamburgers. Yes, you do. Because it's Robert and it's hamburgers. And that's about all I know about that, and that's okay with me. It's a good show. Well, enough to make a movie, I guess. Evidently. But, ladies and gentlemen, for The Marvelists, I'm Peter Melnick. And I'm Eddie Wilson. Good evening. And you don't steal my line. Excelsior! There we go.